0: Welcome to the Granary Church podcast. We're happy you could join us. For more information on the Granary Church, head to granary.org.au or follow our socials at the Granary Church. I'm really excited about tonight's message and um, there's a few reasons for that. Firstly, I'm feeling really empty and flat. So, you know, the Holy Spirit has to do something. No, I'm really, I'm I'm genuinely expectant that he is going to do something because a lot of preparation has gone into um, tonight's message and it's been a collaborative effort. There's been, there's some beautiful artworks that we're going to be able to view and basically what we're doing tonight is just something a little different and it's got me really excited about um, this process because tonight what I really want to invite you into is a very meditative contemplative time we are going to undertake together, communally, corporately, a Lectio Divina. Has anybody heard of Lectio Divina? And I don't mean the app Lectio, I mean the 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 spiritual practice Lectio Divina. It's a contemplative way of reading the Bible. So there's a passage from John 6 that I'm going to read. We're actually going to read it four times together. There's going to be a lot of silence and moments and pauses in between, and there's going to be some guided meditations. Uh, so don't freak out if silence isn't your thing, if silence and solitude is one of those um, things when you see them listed alongside other other spiritual practices, you just skip over it because that's not you. Unfortunately, the doors are going to close now and you're stuck here. You can't go. It's now your thing. <laughs> no, I am really encourage you to push in though, even if it's not something you usually do or that you feel very comfortable with. And uh, there are some beautiful reflection cards available and there are some pens that are going to come around now as well or in a moment. So I encourage you also to put your phone away if you can if you're somebody who's not waiting or, you know, needing to be hinged to your phone tonight, put it away and use this to write things down, your notes down. You can then translate that to an electronics system later. I would just encourage you just to reduce the distraction because it's very hard to be distractionless even when we don't have our phones on us because our minds like to help us out when there's a pause and a silence. Anybody else get this? You stop for a moment and then... You remember that thing you've been trying to remember to do all week? (laughs) When that happens tonight, I would just encourage you to just turn your attention back to the scripture, the last question I asked you, or what it is that the Holy Spirit might be speaking to you. Don't beat yourself up if you get distracted a hundred times, because that's only going to distract you more. Just turn your attention really gently back to what it is that is on offer tonight. Uh, So before we get into our meditation, I just wanted to give a really brief framing for where this idea came from. It's come really from a question that I've been contemplating a lot lately, and it's a very simple echo from a theologian called Gareth Jones, and it's very simply this, when is Jesus for us? And it's distinctive in my mind because it's not the usual question, what did Jesus do? What did Jesus do for us? And I've been asking this question of when is Jesus because at Easter time we're celebrating what Jesus did and it's important to have the knowledge of what he's done for us. But when we ask when is Jesus, we're acknowledging that actually Jesus is for us right now. He's accessible for us right now. And really the knowledge of what Jesus did doesn't alone like knowledge alone does not deeply change us and I've spoken on that before and there's some incredible research about out there about what what does change us but I think that by asking when is Jesus and when is Jesus for us really what we're saying is I'm interested in learning how to open myself up to these stories of Jesus to do their work on me I'm interested in opening myself up to truly being transformed. It's not enough for me to just know the stories, I want to inhabit them. And that's where true transformation happens. Recently I've been reading um, about imagination and I stumbled across this incredible line from Jim Friedrich who was writing about preaching at Easter time, so it was very suitable. He says, Easter isn't something we remember, it's something we live and breathe. And I just love this idea of an embodied spirituality. I've spoken on it before. You're probably going to hear me going on about it again and again in the future because I've really been on this mission to understand how can we truly embody our faith. And that's taken me to a beautiful book by James K.A. Smith called How to Inhabit Time. And he says this, Being a Christian then is not so much a matter of believing something about God as much as living in light of this event's cascading effects on history. Christian faith is ongoing participation in the Christ event, which continues to rumble through history. Christianity is less a what and more a how, a question of how to live given what has happened in Christ. And so as I've been trying to unpack this in my own life, Lectio Divina has been a spiritual practice I've turned to for the last 18 months until it's kind of become incorporated in my weekly rhythms and when I first started I used uh, some guides for it. So I, I'm just of my privilege to be a guide tonight through this really exciting practice. So you ready? Holy Spirit we want to start by inviting you into this space to meet us and to guide us. We want to encounter you tonight. Amen. Often we look for the Spirit in the extraordinary when God has promised to be present in the ordinary. We look for God in the fresh and the novel, as if grace were always bound up with the next best thing. And we live in a capitalist world that has habitualized this consumerist way of thinking in us. But God has promised to be present in the ordinary. Jesus encouraged us to look for God in a simple, regular meal. Even in the communion, in every meal we take. John 6, verse 35 to 40. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me, and still you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me that I shall lose none of all that he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. I'm going to read it again, a little more slowly this time. And this time as I read it, listen for a word or a phrase that stands out to you. And if something catches your attention, write it down. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and you still do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all that he has given me but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. something stood out to you take a moment now to repeat that word or phrase to yourself say it quietly out loud if you want to or just run it over in your head going to read the passage again and this time pay attention to the way that your word or phrase ties into it as a whole. You may discover as we go another word or phrase that's jumping out, write that down as well. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry and he who believes in me will never be thirsty But as I told you, you have seen me, and still you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all that he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. want to invite you to consider this question what life experiences are coming to your mind or maybe there are some thoughts or pictures or images that are also coming to mind don't just push them away right now just if there's something that comes to mind a specific person or situation this is an opportunity now to give that to god and tell him what it is that's on your mind remember as you do this you are not alone God is with you and has promised to be with you in the ordinary, the simple, the regular parts of life. Barry and Tara did this for us tonight. We're going to spend a few moments considering it. And as you do, I just want to invite you to consider what details in this scene stand out to you. I want you to ask yourself what feeling it's evoking in you or even where you see yourself in this picture as well, if you can see yourself in this picture and what it is speaking to you. As I read this passage a final time, uh, after I finish reading it, I just want you to tell God what it is that you've noticed, just the things that have stood out most, and then ask him what it is that he's inviting you to do as a result of this time. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me, and still you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all that he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Holy Spirit, we want to commit to you all of the things that you're speaking to us right now. We want to invite you to continue to talk to us, to continue to reveal yourself to us, the things, God, that we are still trying to process and communicate to you. I pray that there would be safe spaces for that to continue this week. Lord, help us in our unbelief when we are struggling, to see clearly who you are and what you're doing in our lives that we would notice you in the everyday and God whatever it it is that you're inviting each one of us to do in response to you I pray that you would fill us with not just conviction but boldness and courage that we would have the courage to, to join you where it is that you're working rather than just pulling you into what it is we're doing We're going to go into a time of communion now, and there's some beautiful artwork for us to consider as we do that as well. This is by Jen Lam. And so there's stations around for the communion. You can come up and get some, or there might be some on a table near you. And I'll just finish with that first line from John. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry.